I'm Nala Ayed, host of Ideas. In this age of clickbait and online shouting, Ideas is a meeting ground for people who want to deepen their understanding of the world. Join me as we crack open a concept to see how it plays out over place and time and how it matters today. From the rise of authoritarianism to the history of cult movies, no idea is off limits. Ideas is on the CBC Listen app or wherever you find your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Talia Schlanger. Sitting in for Tom Power, you're listening to Q. Have a listen to this. With the dogs at the door Left like good lady on the floor I'm as lonely as I can be That's Sleepy Jean with As Lonely As I Can Be from her debut full-length album, Shoot Me in a Dream. The album traces her family's history, starting from the 70s. They're from Uganda, but shortly after the brutal dictator Idi Amin came into power, they had to flee. They were forced to leave their old lives behind. This is something that's impacted their family, as you can imagine, for generations. And Sleepy Jean has channeled this on her new album. I spoke to her about it earlier this year, and she joined us to set up a song. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to have you here. You had your eyes closed as we were listening. It's always a weird thing to hear your own voice back. I'm yeah. still not used to it, by the way. <laughs> Fair enough. How's it feel to have your debut album out in the world? It's a, it's a mixed bag of feelings, mainly relief and a lot of gratitude that I was able to put it all together and get it out there. It's taken a while, huh? About three years back and forth on this record, yes. Oh my. Well, congratulations. It's an achievement. And norm- normally it's a bit cliche to ask people about their, their band name or their moniker, but your name is Katie Gatta. You, wh- why did you choose to go as Sleepy Jean for music? Well, my middle name is actually Jeannie, which is where the Jean came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were to ask any of my friends and family, I am an incredibly sleepy person. I once fell asleep behind the wheel during a driving lesson. And the driving instructor had to call my parents and ask if I had been formally diagnosed with any kind of narcolepsy. Whoa. (laughs) Had you? No, I had not. I was just very, very tired. You were just tired. I can can fall asleep in the most... Interesting situations. Okay. I think that's a nice way of saying it. Okay, fair enough. If it mm. happens now, I won't be offended because I've got. I mean, the... I don't think it will today. <laughs> I had an extra cup of coffee. I think we're good. I love it. Sleepy Jean. Okay, it also makes me think of the monkeys, of course. Uh, yes, there's definitely a nod to 1960s culture. Love it. I love it. So your album uh, draws on your family history quite a bit. And it's really an interesting history that I wanted you to outline for, for our listeners, if you could. So your family fled Uganda back in the 70s. Yes. So I was born to my on my dad's side we are Parsi which is a fancy way of saying ethnically Persian people who would have fled what's now known as Iran and Iraq in the 8th or 9th century landed in India adopted Indian customs but kept their religion which is Zoroastrianism and then my grandparents both ended up in Uganda where they met started a family and then fled when Idi Amin came into power in the 70s and there was an Asian expulsion I think in 1972 So at that point, they left. Wow. 
mm-hmm. they left, I'm assuming, under kind of scary circumstances. Oh, very much so. Uh, my grandfather actually, st- my babawaji, that's what I called him, uh, he stayed behind trying to close up shop. He was part owner in the first major bus company in Kampala, the capital. Oh, wow. So not only were they fleeing, but he was trying to get money out of the country, try and solidify some stuff. And I think he was actually smuggling people who opposed Idi Amin, like, out of their village to try and keep them safe. So sort of a political, um, I guess, rebel, we'll say? A little bit. I didn't find out about any of that until after he died. And it was kind of just said, oh, yeah, remember when he was smuggling people away from Idi Amin? That was crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it was a little, a little crazy. Very much so. My dad remembers... Uh, them, the rest of the family getting on a plane to go back to India and my grandfather staying behind. And your dad was a little kid at this point. He would have been seven. Seven. Wow. So you learned about this from your father after your grandfather passed. Um, I think it was a different family member who told us about more of the, I guess, political activism, for lack of a better term. Uh Uh, But the stories have always been told. My parents, my, it was never something that my dad dwelled on, but it was something that was definitely explained to us so that we could understand how good of a life we had in Canada and how, like, develop some gratitude for that. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl! Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So when it comes to your own artistry, how did you end up weaving that family history into what you wanted to create? It was very subconscious. I didn't realize until somebody actually asked me to explain the lyrics of a song that I wrote that that was what I was channeling. I think it's a kind of universal immigrant story to describe fleeing a country of origin and coming to a new home and all of the strife and trauma and sacrifice that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And these stories bleed into my writing all the time, whether or not I'm aware of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say. So when you, I guess, was there a moment when you finished finished the record that you were like, oh, this is what it was about? Sort of like retro, retrospectively very much understanding. So. Um, one of the songs, No Tomorrow, very specifically, I didn't, I knew I was writing about the history, but I didn't realize to what extent until I was going line by line as we were cutting the vocals. I was like, oh, wow. I'm really describing my my Bapaji, my grandmother's experience of leaving her home country. Because she would have been, I think, 40 when they fled hmm. and had only ever lived in Uganda. So she left her home and left a daughter who had passed away behind and never returned Wow! to start a new life for her family, which is just, as I get older, I understand the gravity of that. What was your father's reaction when he heard... The music. My dad is a man of very few words, so it's not something we've ever openly discussed. Mm-hmm. But I think my family's ethos is that you honor the sacrifice that my grandparents made to get us here safely and start a new life for them. And anything that does that is a okay with him. Wow. That's a 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's deep. What does it mean to you to be able to be able to do that um, just personally? I mean, I'm I'm incredibly proud of my family's history, and it's to me, it's an honor to get to talk about it and get to. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this program, but you it, can say it. I can say it. Oh yeah, my biology was a bad. He did incredible things with his life, and I'm proud that I get to talk about that in any capacity. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll send this one out to him. Do you want to? Do you want to introduce the song for us? Um, this is "No Tomorrow" by Sleepy Jean. Krishna. That's a bit of No Tomorrow by Sleepy Jean. Her debut full-length album, Shoot Me in a Dream, is out everywhere now. And if you want to see Sleepy Jean live, she will be playing in February at the Vertigo Music Festival at Brock University. You can find tickets online. That's it for this episode. Uh, But there's another one in your feed. We're looking back at some of our favorite moments on the show from this past year and our favorite conversations. Robbie Robertson. 
pretty high up on that list. Uh, He passed away this past summer, but before that, Tom got to speak with him about a documentary that had been released about the band called Once We're Brothers. It's this really beautiful conversation that they have where Robbie reflects on his early days and on writing some of those famous songs that I know just pop into your mind as soon as we say the band, like The Weight and Ophelia and Up on Cripple Creek. Uh, They deep dive on some of those songs. And Robbie also talks about his big, difficult decision to leave one of the biggest bands of of all time and and what he makes of, of the band's ultimate demise. You can find that conversation with the late, great Robbie Robertson in your podcast feed. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. I'll see you next time. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.